In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs with a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to overcome struggles with your dog, and that's exactly what we are going to talk about today. Now, everybody loves a challenge. Everybody loves a bit of momentum. Everybody, I think, especially in the climate that we're in today, needs something to look forward to. Something to be excited about, something to step forward into, something to think, actually, this is good, and tomorrow is going to be a good day, and today gets to be a really good day and equally let's be honest owning dogs can be challenging especially naughty but nice dogs exactly and you know if you think about kind of the past few years it really seems like behavior struggles have kind of skyrocketed in in the the dog population and yet actually with that loads of bad advice has skyrocketed as well and so you know it's never been more challenging in a way despite all this information being available everywhere and anywhere actually it's never been more challenging to navigate what is really great information that's going to get you real life results and actually the information that potentially is going to make your relationship worse with your dog or make your struggle worse and kind of leave you feeling like you're you're not doing a great job which is the last feeling you want to feel and i think knowing uh, both you and i tom we see owners from all over the world knowing that actually it can leave you feeling pretty low. Mm-hmm. It can leave you feeling very alone. Yeah. You can feel very isolated owning a naughty but nice dog. And you actually can feel very, um, you can lack confidence and they can, I suppose, make you feel like you're not qualified to own them. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, are you good enough? Are you good enough? Are you um, really uh, the person for this dog? And I suppose when you feel like that, you then um, can get in a bit of a slump. So mm-hmm. really, uh, both you and I know, it's good to yeah. change that energy. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're dedicating this episode of the podcast actually to those dogs who right now have struggles which chances are if you're listening to this podcast you've got a dog where you're working on transforming their struggles or maybe you've got your sights set on a a dream or a strength that you want to create in them and so you know we kind of call that all all those variations naughty but nice dogs Um, and um, and the reason why we do that is because when you own one of those dogs it tends to be that people want to put lots of bad labels on them instead let's put this really cute label on them Um, and um, and also we, we want to talk about it because we've got a new challenge that actually kicks off tomorrow and it's dedicated to the dogs that maybe bark and lunge on walks. Maybe they struggle with being left home alone. Maybe they, maybe you can't have visitors right now because of maybe the responses to visitors to the house. And, and 
It feels lonely, and yet the cool thing is, is thousands of people are about to go through this challenge together to transform those struggles. Now, we know those dogs lovingly as naughty but nice dogs, and I was chatting to a group of owners only yesterday, Tom, part of our um, YouTube, those of you that haven't checked out our YouTube uh, for Absolute Dogs. They were talking about exactly this. They were talking about um, a dog who didn't like visitors. They were talking about a dog who didn't like yeah. um, people um, or dogs greeting them. They were talking about a dog who couldn't settle. And equally, they were also talking about, and I know you and I both see dogs like this, dogs that actually just get really overexcited, mm -hmm. really over-exuberant. Yeah. And one of them has a, a staffy Ken Corso mix, which mm -hmm. I said was, wow, that's an interesting mix, isn't it, for things like yeah. that? Because there's so much energy in there. There's so, much, so much bounce, body right? And then, yeah, 30K <laughs> plus of like sheer muscle behind it. The interesting thing is when we're talking to our owners, we know that this can quite quickly go from a, a, a sensitive place to actually downright worried and scared and alone and, yeah. and feeling quite um, like they do not know where to turn. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge is going to hit exactly this, right, yeah. Tom? Yeah, absolutely. And so that challenge, it's a seven day challenge over the course of the seven days, kicks off on Wednesday, the 12th of Whoa. October. Um, and um, And over the course of the seven days, we're going to be covering what our the skills that you need to teach your dog that's going to transform their struggles. So, you, you know, you're going to go from a place of not knowing what to do or questioning whether you're doing the right thing to actually being like, I know I'm heading in the right direction. I'm seeing these little wins start to appear that show me and scream to me that I'm heading in the right direction. And, and we're covering all of it on a seven day challenge. Now, the cool thing is, is there's a Facebook support group alongside yes. this Facebook challenge. There's live teaching alongside this um, seven-day challenge as well. And the way that you can jump into the seven-day challenge is by heading to absolutedogs.me forward slash seven days. That's the number seven, really important. The number seven days, seven days. Absolutedogs.me forward slash seven days. And um, you can grab your spot. Yes. Now, the interesting thing about this is uh, lots of people will be scared about maybe the cost of it or the commitment of it. Number one, uh, I think we've made it ab an absolute bargain. Yeah. Right, Tom? In the sense of yeah. how much are people going to pay? And they are going to keep it for life. Yeah. Seven pounds. Just seven <laughs> Which is definitely the cheapest dog traded out there. A day. Like, yeah. literally, you couldn't get a cup of tea for that. No. So it literally is at the uh, very, 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 very base level to allow you all to be enjoying it. And yeah. you might want to gift it. You might want to tell a friend about it. You might want to share it with someone. There might be someone in your life that needs this. So yeah. seven pounds. Equally, you get to keep it for life. So yeah. you get to keep this for life. You get to be part of this community. You get to learn a little bit about what we do. You get to keep it for life. And if you leave with nothing else, you're going to be more skilled. Your dog is going to know a little bit more. You're going to know a little bit more. And you're going to feel better. Now, for mm. £7, I think that's pretty that darn worth like, it. That sounds really good. It's a bargain. I'm in. I'm it's in. a bargain. Now, what we want to do on this episode is, I guess, share what would be some... some uh, game changers that we've found over our years of working with our own dogs and thousands of other people and dogs across the world. Actually, what are the pivotal moments the, in somebody's journey to transformation? The tips, the tricks, the hacks, the things that are going to save you years and years and years and years, yeah. because ultimately we know that you can shortcut 10 years. Like I, yeah. uh, those of you that don't know, my naughty but nice dog Poppy, I think I could have given her seven or eight better years. And I think that's one of my, again, when I was talking to the Naughty But Nice owners that, that both Tom and I teach um, and, 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 and see, I was saying this is the reason I want to give back. Like mm -hmm. I feel at the end of it all, 
you don't want to have regrets. Mm. And I do have a couple of regrets and they are that I could have done better. Mm. And I think the way that we can now do better, because there's not much you can do when it's too late, right? What you can do is you can give back. So for us, the give back is let's educate, let's play games, let's mm. find out sort of solutions. Now, we know that there are things that you can do that give you years back and give you relationships back that you yeah. never realized that you could possibly have. Like that is for me huge. Yeah. So do you want to start it off? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So um, on that, it really, it kind of ties in really nicely with what Lauren was just talking about. A pivotal moment on your journey with a naughty but nice dog is actually that moment where you take a step back and you pause and you realize that you're spending a lot of your day in a reactive state, just like your dog. You're firefighting this, you're firefighting that, you're stopping them from doing this, you're stopping them from doing that. You're coming home and being stressed about how they just behaved on the walk. And you take that step back and you and you think all that energy that we're expending on being reactive, right? Imagine if we put that energy into being proactive, right? Because, you know, I, we, we totally know how it is. We're always thinking, you know, we've not, not got enough time. There's not enough time to do this. There's not enough time to do that. There's not enough time to train my dog. Actually, we're training them all the time, but maybe we're not training them in, in this conscious, intentional way. And so taking that moment to step back and think, hold on a second, I need to stop being quite so kind of reactive and firefighting and actually let's get a plan in place. It, it's almost like a sense of relief because you realize actually there's a lot of scope here to change things. There's a lot of scope here to implement a plan, but I've probably got to give myself the space to implement the plan. And that might mean actually popping your dog away, putting the kettle on and maybe sitting down and signing up for the seven day challenge. Right. And we give you the plan. But having that moment to realize, you know, what, there's always time. There's always a moment to pause. There's always a moment to take a step back from a situation and think, what should I do next? Yeah. Um, rather than getting kind of swept up in, in your dog's emotions and experiencing those same emotions as them every day. I think that that so many owners do get caught up like that, right? Like it's an easy catch up. It's yeah. an easy way to get caught up. So leading on from that, I'm going to say one of my top hacks would be consider what your dog is doing on a day-to-day -day basis and manage it. Like yeah. management, 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 management. So don't feel that... Uh, I remember when I was growing up in dog training, someone said to me, oh, you're just managing that. That's not training. Management is training because what they rehearse, they become. So if you allow them to rehearse what you don't want... I've got an example of this the other day. I was um, traveling to a, a big event. And those of you that know I, I compete and I was taking a friend's dog as well. I had a couple of friend's dogs with me uh, that we were competing with. And one of them started really creating every time I let another dog out of the vehicle. And I was like, you know what? We're not going to practice this. So I changed the setup of the vehicle. I popped that dog in a different space. I made sure that every time either Matt or I was letting a dog out, that that dog was managed. And then it stopped. Yeah. Whereas that would have become a massive uh, realistically behavior problem rather than actually let's just manage this now it doesn't get learned and it isn't something that happens yeah. and i think so many people um rather than manage something they avoid something it gets a lot worse or they don't even spot it so let's say that's barking out the window or let's say that's lunging on the um lunging on the lead or walking past a certain dog in a garden that you know is going to trigger your dog into some sort of like fence running mm. actually let's manage that and let's cross the road mm. let's manage that and let's maybe take a different walk pick your battles. Um, let's yeah pick our battle and let's not go up head to head with things that we know are going to put our dogs in a situation that they're going to rehearse something we don't want yeah. so if we've got a choice let's not let them rehearse it yeah. and I think that's um, so pivotal and I think so many people wait until it's too big a problem mm. or realistically quite low 
learnt. Yeah. Because for some dogs, it's learnt very quickly. Yeah. And, and you know, leading on from that, uh, on the subject of picking your battles, being, being really clear about what you're working on at the moment, right? So, and that sounds so, so obvious, but actually it's really crucial because let's say I'm working on my dog's confidence, right? Well, what tends to happen with the human brain is if we don't think, okay, I'm working on my dog's confidence, working on my dog's confidence, that's the focus right now. If we don't remind ourselves of that, what happens is your dog shows loads of examples of being confident, but your human brain goes, but well, they're pulling on the lead, right? <laughs> or, or they, but they just jumped up at me. And we don't get to acknowledge the wins that we're achieving, but also our dogs never catch a break because actually we're noticing all the things that are wrong with the picture and there's plenty wrong right now. And we don't catch those, the, the bits of the picture that are starting to go in the right direction. And that means then you don't feel that motivated. You don't get that much momentum in your training and you're, you're constantly feeling like you're doing rubbish because you're, you're, you're not, you're looking for the losses rather than the wins. And I think going on from that, I think then consider where you're spending your time, what battles you're picking, and, and, and then actually put all your food towards that. Yeah. So on a daily basis, we ditch the bowl and we use our food in the areas that we're struggling. So this dog that was reacting and being very loud in the vehicle and deciding that everyone was her business, actually what we did was we put all of the food towards that. Yeah. So on a daily basis, all of your food is around not managing everyone else's movement, which is yeah. what she was trying to do. For me, I picked that as the battle and therefore the food all went that way. Yeah. Whereas I didn't pick, let's say, like you said, pick pulling on the lead. Yeah. I was like, you know what? That is not what we're choosing today. What we're choosing today is, is what's going on in the vehicle. Yeah. Um, and I think... When we put our food in that area and we build that area and we grow that area, then actually um, you will see a difference. Yeah. You will see an improvement. You will see it get better. Yeah, absolutely. So next um, tip that we're going to give is being really clear about what your, I guess being really clear about what what your your goal is in a situation. I'm going to go one kind of step deeper than that and say when you've got something that's maybe not going quite right, Asking yourself the question, well, how do I want this picture to look? What what do I want my dog to do? Because, you know, just as those human goggles show us all the things that are going wrong, um, they don't necessarily then show us all the things that that could go right with, right? And and so let's say my dog is jumping up at me when I come through um, when I come through the the front door. Well, there are probably lots of what do I want I could have there. Maybe actually my dog doesn't have access to the front door right away, yeah? So that I've, I've got an opportunity to get in and figure out and my next plan of attack. Just to note on that one, for Tom and I, if we've got a dog that's got access to the front door, we've both got dogs that can, um, that is a hugely privilege-based. Mm. And it's also one that I've taken away. Mm. So Tokyo for a little while, uh, my border collie, my young border collie, I gave him front access, but actually he abused that access and he barked mm. out the window a few mm. times. So I took that access away. Yeah. And I think it's important yeah. that we acknowledge that. Everest, gorgeous border collie, she has that access and she can keep that access mm. and she's an angel. And so I do think that you have to consider these are privileges. They're not rights. They're not something your dog necessarily should have. Mm. Your dog is not a baby and your dog is not um, necessarily um, your partner partner and so I think that they are it's a relationship where as much as we adore our dogs we have to make and take some responsibility for them because if not they make some bad decisions yeah. and so if you're seeing them make bad decisions so so for me doorways consider it for Tom and I 
but all of our dogs may or may not get access. Mm. Like I can think of, um, for example, um, I definitely would not give Venture access to the front door. Mm. She just wouldn't have it. And in your house, I'm sure probably... I would not give, I would not give Lava access <laughs> to the front door. And, and, and we'll have, our, for me, Venture would very lightly bark. Um, mm. So they'd be very lightly barking, probably spinning. I imagine Lava mm. the same. Yeah. <laughs> like they're both <laughs> quite similar. Spinning, yeah. <laughs> so I, think, I just think we don't give them that access. And that doesn't mean that... We would never give it. It's just right now we wouldn't. Yeah. And I think it's important to acknowledge that actually these are decisions we make on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. So next tip is being aware of for every focus that you've got in your training, every training session that you might do or every every experience you might have the option of having with your dog, being aware that for each of those experiences, there's probably a level of mental prep and, uh, and I, I almost like emotional state that you probably need to have going into that. So for example, let's say you're working um, on your dog's reactivity to other dogs. They bark and lunge at other dogs on walks. And you're, you're aware of what your strategies are when you go out. Today, you're feeling a bit under the weather or there's a load going on, you're getting pulled in different directions and your bucket is quite full. Well, actually, let's just not, let, let's do something else that day with our dogs. Let's, I'm sure there are many other things that we can do with them. We don't have to put ourselves in that situation. And that's something that, for sure, we experience a lot with the owners that we work with, where you're way too hard on yourself sometimes. Sometimes it's absolutely fine to say, you know what, actually, my emotional state is not ready for that walk today. Instead, I'm going to play some um, focus games in the garden. Yeah? And you know what? A duvet day for you and your dog is not a bad thing, yeah. right? Like you absolutely can take days like that. And just like Tom said, I think it's giving yourself a bit of credit and mm. not giving yourself a hard time and actually crediting the fact that you're showing up and you're doing your best. And I think you stand way more chance of that session being, or that day rather, being successful mm. when you don't put yourself in that position where actually yeah. we've all been there We've all done it. We've either walked our dog where we're feeling a bit emotional or maybe we're a little bit tired or maybe we're just a bit downright grumpy or maybe you're poorly. Like any of those things. Um, or you might have some pain. I know that um, Matt only a couple of weeks ago, uh, my partner, he had hurt his um, neck and I just, just think he was grouchy. And I was like, you're a really grouchy. And he was like, my neck's sore. <laughs> but, and it does. It can just make you really grouchy, can't it, yeah. if you're in pain? So. So if you've got any bucket fillers going on, or maybe it's a family thing, um, maybe there's something going on with one of your other dogs or a, another animal, or like it does, it, it, all, it all adds up. And yeah. I think you can only do so much. And don't put yourself then in a position that you actually just make it all even worse. Yeah. And so I guess what we're saying across all of those tips is really the pivotal moment for, you know, changing that trajectory on your results and heading towards your dog owning dream is actually to take some level of control to pick it up rather than be a passenger, right? To actually say, I, I can direct this. And directing it doesn't necessarily mean I've got to do more and I've got to work harder. It probably means take a step back, figure out, okay, what is going to get me from where I am to where I want to be and actually jump into it. And I think the big thing is we are here to support you. Mm. This is exactly what we do. This is what the challenge is about. This is what all of Absolute Dog's sort of uh, learning and yeah. uh, passion is for. It's to support you. It's to support naughty but nice dogs. It's to, to support you as an owner of a naughty but nice dog or any dog because most dogs realistically have some level of naughty but nice yeah. in there. They're dogs after all. And for me, I think this is where the power of the journey is. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where, you know, this is perfect timing because this week the 
challenge kicks off. And it's a seven-day challenge. Everybody, everybody in the world could commit. At ten minutes a day for seven days, right? For the purpose of moving towards their dreams. For the love of our dogs, let's commit yeah. to seven days. So with that, guys, absolutedogs.me forward slash seven days. That's the number seven days. Um, and um, and we can't wait to see you in the challenge. We'll also see you next week in the next episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. And remember, stay, stay sexy. sexy.